well, we started Aegis Galaxy almost, I think, six years ago. When OG and I came together, the goal was we wanted to start a clothing brand. But in the beginning, we really didn't have any money to start this brand. And I, being a freelance designer, that was my only source of income coming in. So I asked Georgie to help me out, you know, to manage a few projects. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And then, you know, we ended up making money from the creative. And then that went into the brand. And till today, that's exactly what we've been doing, you know. So six years later, we have a studio. We have a team, a really solid team. And we've grown a reputation to be able to do uh, cool projects with cool people, you know, from like mom and pop style shops all the way down to big corporate clients are starting to uh, know what we are about and they are leveling with us eye to eye to do cool projects, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been great. But aside from that, you know, Asia's Galaxy is a brand, it's a space inspired brand. And, uh, uh, but when I say space, I don't mean it in a cheesy way that it has to be all about intergalactic, you know, intergalactic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of our graphics are inspired by that stuff, but we try to keep it very matured. But what we are trying to push out is the um, mentality of mankind that can be captivated as a human. You know what I mean? So in a nutshell, Ages Galaxy is about how much awesome can you do in your lifetime and be remembered for it? Because the galaxy will continue to live forever, but you have a very short lifespan. You know what I mean? So that's basically the, the essence of how we operate. And every collaboration we do, whatever story we're trying to communicate from the other partner that is doing the collaboration with us, it's always about whether we see eye to eye on how to leave a legacy, you know, and how to be remembered for that awesomeness that we're about to do, you know? And that's basically what our company is about and what we've been doing. I would like to add anything. Yeah, so, so now tell me how, um, obviously, that took uh, some diligence on you guys' part, just navigating the terrain of the city yeah. as a young brand, trying to, you know, to be taken seriously yeah. and trusted. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the obstacles. From a design uh, point of view, like what the landscape was. So the main goal is always about the brand, right? So it's always about the clothing. Mm -hmm. Clothing, you need capital for the clothing, right? Produce whatever, whatever amount that you want to produce, do marketing, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. That needs cash, that needs money, right? Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that we don't have. Mm. That's the one thing that we don't have. That's why we started the creative company. Mm -hmm. So we just have a laptop and the skill for design and managing. Mm -hmm. And we just... And the ability to translate yeah. visions and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we just take, we just do designs for clients. We take that money, client pays us, and then we take a small part of it and we put it into the brand for production. And all that kind for of the clothing brand. brand. For the clothing brand, yes. yeah. So we started doing that uh, up until about one year we started, we kept doing it, and then we finally have an office. And us having an office is not actually- How did that feel? So here's the thing, us having an office is not actually just because we wanted to have an office. It's more on, we, we met some clients that we want to work with, and then they're asking, and we were working at a cafe back then. Mm -hmm. And then they came to us, and then we asked them, let's do something, and they were like, oh yeah, let me, let me come to your office. It's like, yeah, we don't have an office. And then, you know, a lot of people look at you as like, oh, you're not really a an agency. You yeah. don't really have a brick and mortar or something yeah. like that. So when you're talking about obstacles, right, 
I see the main obstacle is just to get noticed and to get respect. Know, not respect, like for people to kind of like reassurance. Yeah, reassurance. Yeah. Sure that, that, that this is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like this is what we can offer, but instead of you guys like just, because um, many of them they're like they're looking at us like, oh, you guys are kind of new, you don't know shit, whatever. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know what I mean? But then we kind of know what we're talking about somewhat. You know what I mean? On on, on to a to a level. But it's just that we need that opportunity, and, and like the first three years, like it was just that. Talking about products, yeah. that's a good segue. Let's get into the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The clothing brand. Uh, let's segue into that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do products. I mean, I've been, I've watched it from from the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's like you remember the first shirt. I think that's probably that's like the <laughs> that's the only tee I wear like almost ninety percent of the time. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I've I've seen it grow. Uh, it kind of has like a cult following. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, you know, I remember when we used to get excited seeing someone wear. Yeah, we're wearing yeah. about that, how the brand, the clothing brand, um, not the design, just the clothing brand has yeah. connected to the city. Uh, yeah. What that means for you guys? Okay, so I mean, like, um, we don't. We are somewhat categorized as like a heritage brand, I would say. Yeah. People would say that. I mean, like, we, we met with one, our distributor friend, and he's like, like, oh, you guys are a heritage brand. It's like, okay, what is that? So, Explain that to people. Yeah, like, what does that mean? So, you know? Apparently, it's basically, like, uh, we're under that category of, like, the hundreds, and let's say, like, Diamond Supply, and all those guys. It's, it's basically the brand with a story. We're categorized as that. We're not, like, the trendy like a quick brand. strike. Like we're not the trendy. Almost like a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you know there are these brands nowadays. They're hot for like a good, yeah. but, you know, but year. You tell us no story. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then yeah. they're disappeared. You never hear about them yeah. again, right? So I mean, the route that we've taken, and we don't. Again, we're not fashion designers. You know what I mean? So yeah. we don't know. I mean, like we we can study it, but it's not our forte. You know, but we know that we have a story when we have a mentality that we can kind of share. Yeah. Right. So the. What we've been doing for again for the up until now is just that. It's just showing like what we think is cool and what we think the city kind of needs. But like referring to like what what you were saying in regards to like uh, how it feels to see what people are like when they wear your product mm -hmm. and like what we are trying to push out and that whole dynamic of what it's turned into, yeah. right? I think on that note, right? It's at first you know OG and I for the past like. I think the first four years, we were very like, we didn't care if people were wearing it or not, you know? We, all we cared was building the foundation, making sure the production was on point, making sure like everything was the way we saw it, right? And then slowly when, you know, people started to pick it up, I think it was only around last year and this year we started to notice when we're out in the malls, you are out in like, you know, like when you're just traveling around the city, then you see, oh my God, that's an ageless shirt, right? And now we notice like when we go out in a day on a Sunday, at least I would run into three people yeah. wearing it. Three people is a solid, you know, in, in one yeah. in one freaking like, you know, mall that you're at, you see three people wearing ageless, you're like dope, you know what I mean? Like it's out there. But I think the beauty of it is when we encounter these guys, like now, I made it a point that whenever I see a guy in an Asian shirt, I'll go and introduce myself and say, thank you for repping, you know? And either one, they know, you know? And when they know who we are, I think that's a success for us because then they believe in the brand, that's why they're repping. Mm -hmm. But when they don't know who we are and they're just repping because they think it's cool, I mean, it's great, but like, I, 
then I switch the conversation up and be like, where'd you get that shirt? I really like your shirt. And then they're like, oh man, I got it from the store. It's a super dope brand. Everybody in my school is repping. And I was just like, I'm like, wow. And I love, like, he has no idea how who OG, OG and I are, right? And, and it's kind of interesting to see that. And it's pretty cool that, like, we have been working to build this foundation and now all that hard work is somewhat translating into what we're doing, you know what I mean? And, and now that these people are locked in, now it's time to continue talking about what that mentality is because it was that mentality that got us here, yeah. you know what I mean? And this should go out for anybody else. And I always tell OG this, that like I like the type of person wearing our brand is probably really good at what they love doing because then our brand re remains a reminder for them to get to their end goal. So as a brand, we have our regular drops, right? We call our drops pod collections. Pod collections is similar to a capsule, right? Because we're a small brand, we can't release big amount of articles and we don't want to we want to keep everything nice and tight and limited so it feels special to you when you when you when you gear up in it so if we have these pods you know the way we structure it is at least in a year we have three or four pod collections in a year we don't follow the seasons per se but during those seasons we try to make that would affect like that would be good for people abroad you know if anything but the collaborations is more of the marketing tool of the brand. Because, you know, when you do a collaboration with somebody that you respect and see eye to eye and you share a certain message and you both, they have their audience, we have our audience, and you both interline together to, to communicate a message. Win-win. It's win-win for everybody. And then, you know, our audience will learn about the other guy, you know, they will gain insight and, you know, and life goes on and great. You know, their audience will learn about us. They might even want to look into the other pod collections and be like, wow, this is a brand that I can deeper. actually dig yeah. deeper and learn the story. Thread. Exactly. Yeah. So we've never looked at collaborations as like, uh, I mean, now the word collaboration has been thrown around a lot, you know? A lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, it's just funny when you see two brands collaborating and all they do is like your logo and my logo. You know what I mean? But, for us, it's always been like, wow, we're collaborating. I think we need to see eye to eye whether we agree on something. Let's talk about this Backley GM mm -hmm. collaboration. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when word was out that you guys were doing some act, that was kind of random. Yeah. <laughs> random not random, but groundbreaking. But it also spoke to what you guys are about. Yeah, I, I saw the connection. You know, the need to connect. Yeah for legacy, you know, like for respecting culture yeah. and legacy. That's all I could think about. And I thought it was a beautiful, I didn't see the all the magic you guys were gonna do, but uh, just tell me what that means for you guys. Tell me about that collaboration. Okay, so, well, Bami GM, for those of you who are not from Indonesia, um, they are, how did they start? Like what? 1959? 1959. 
uh, uh, Jakarta, uh, now in Bandung, and in Bali. Yeah, and that's crazy because they are so, what you call it, they're so protective over protective the recipe. Protective over the recipe and over their brand that they only started opening up outside of Jakarta about like three, four years ago, I think. Yeah, I know. So it, it is a very, like, you know, uh, because they're very protective over their recipe mm. and, you know, the SOPs that they follow. It's a family business. Yeah. yeah. You can't just buy the franchise. Yeah. You know, yeah, it won't work like that, yeah. you know. So they're, they're like that. So they're, they're that type of company, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> I'm talking about like how... Yeah, that's uh, so, <laughs> Okay, so talking about like how good they are and all that kind of stuff, right? Like every noodle shop that's opened up, they always use Bami GM as, as, the, as the reference. Oh, like wow. Bami GM has always been the reference. Yeah, yeah. the bar. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. And it's like everybody in Indonesia and Jakarta knows it. Like my grandparents eat there, my yeah. dad eat there. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So imagine your whole life, this is part of your regular routine of what you do as families and stuff like yeah. that. They have never done a project like this. It was always been just doing their own thing, focusing on the product, making sure it's perfect, doing a couple of activations for kids and stuff. But it was very on the mass and the generic side, which is great because that's what they have to do to keep their business running. But they, in, in, the, in the midst of all that, they were bringing people. They've always been and bringing people. And they have. And in the midst of all that, even people like us who is like into like limited edition stuff and all these things, right? At the end of the day, we all have cravings for it. Even you have cravings for it ever since you've been here. You know what I mean? It's such a, it's, a it's such a delicious it's a meal, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you never lost that. Yeah. yeah, and and it was so organic because. And then you know when when we were doing the mood boards, right? We were all like, yeah, we should make it cool, cartoony, loud, this and that. And then I was like, you know, that was at that point. And then when we sat down to have the meeting, the first thing I told OG is like, what if we get them? to show us the archives of like their past. Like are there any documents, images, you know, things that they've collected over the years that we can revitalize into assets now, for the brand, right. right? And then when I asked them, they said, oh yeah, so we have this photo, you know? We have this, um, uh, we have this photo when we first opened. We have this flyer when we first, um, you know, like yeah, started promoting our out, restaurant. Right. And, and I was like, I was looking at all these things and I was just like, wow. This is amazing. This is like, I was like, screw the mood board that we created for you guys. You know, let us focus on what your story is, right? And then that was basically the, the, uh, the um, what do you call it? The uh, foundation of what of, of the collaboration was going to be. I wanted to be about them, not about us. It was about them because they've been here since 1959 and we're still a young brand and we just wanted them to ride our platform and showcase how from our point of view as a fan how we respect them so much and let them be able to exactly. speak for itself. exactly you know what i mean like yeah basically it was that like i told them that takes a lot of restraint we are not here to be cheesy or tacky or just what do you call it like do whatever we're we're here to elevate you guys even further. You know, this is not about money. This is not about exposure. This is about respect and containing a story that has been going on for a while and communicating it right. You know what I mean? This is about 
pride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's part of what we grew up to. Right. And, and that's why we were like, we need to make sure that how this rolls out is going to be very, very well, you know, like beautiful. For me personally, it's been amazing to watch you guys. Thanks, dude. Uh, I mean, we've always, we've always loved to hear your, your, your little blessings and your advice on how we should like do it. And it, it, it's always helped us. So I got to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. We look at you as like our big brother. You know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to be a little bit weird on that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but honestly, yeah. uh, I think uh, not just me. I think yeah. the city has watched you guys grow. Uh, the discipline, the, the, the creativity, the drive, uh, it's, it's been great. I think uh, people expect nothing less now. I think like the bar has been set. And uh, so it's just been great. And I, I would imagine that translates to other young creatives. In yeah, the we really hope so. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, you know, as far as inspiration for them to, you know, get out there. Yeah. Get busy. Yo, yo, my name is Tomish, and this is Georgie, the front of Nature's Galaxy, hanging out with the homeboy Kennedy right here. And this is Globetrotter. 